welcome Spartans to Podcast Evolved, part of Evolved, your home for Halo. Podcast Evolved hosts original lore series and recaps the monthly Halo news, something there's not a lot of at the minute. Our current lore series is Infinite Impressions. I am your host Aaron, and with me today I've got Nate. Hello everybody. And I've got Steve. Till I fall off the edge of the map. It happens fairly regularly. Blame the lag, that's what I do. It's the easy answer. Oh, like our sumo game. Yeah, awful, awful experience, and we'll talk about that soon. This episode of Infinite Impressions, we are discussing more Forge. This is our trying to keep it fairly regular series where we go through some Forge creations. We will drop the links in the description of this episode, so you can click on them and go through the incredibly convoluted system to add them to your game for Halo. It's totally buttery smooth, isn't it, guys? You know, it could be better, but... We have a content browser, we have a custom game browser, and uh, hopefully things just keep getting better. We really need a way to just be able to message the link through Halo, through Xbox, to our friends from in-game, instead of having to go to this website business. Well, because you have to bookmark it on the website, and then go to your bookmarks in the game, which makes it a little bit tricky. I feel like uh, could do better is just going to be on Halo Infinite's report card for a while. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, that's not one that the parents are going to be happy signing off on. Uh, Daddy Phil will probably have to have some words with them soon. If there's anyone left, because as we discussed in the last uh, news episode, there, there, there's not too many people left. This is true. Yeah, there's seats opening up. Hopefully people fill them. Yeah, if you would like a job at 343, now might be the time to apply. There's a few vacancies. Particularly at the top. Yeah, maybe not a bad thing, so we will see. Take a lesson out of Star Trek's book. Put fans in charge, because it's much better. Not that I'm saying the other people weren't fans, but different fans, maybe? Something something Halo TV show. Something something dual-wielding, no sprint. The the standard things. I miss dual-wielding. No, no, silence, silence, no more. Not not as a, a competitive thing, just as a feature. It was fun. Don't, no, don't, don't let those thoughts in. Don't let the dark thoughts in. Don't do it. Before we get started, we're going to do some housekeeping. That'll keep the dark thoughts away. If you're new to the show, welcome. Evolved hosts a variety of shows. This is Podcast Evolved. You can check out our previous lore series, The Road to Infinite That Almost Never Ended, and The Character Dossiers. We also host a variety of other shows. We've got Mission Debrief, which is currently on hiatus because there is no more missions. We have Builds with Blocks that we drop some episodes for every now and again. HCS Pro Talk. They're still going pretty regular because multiplayer Halo's still got a thing. Halo TV Plus. That will return with Season 2 whenever that happens. God help us all. Uh, Halo Gear Guide and the Halo Book Club. We have two books left and then two more to be published and we are out of content. Look forward to that day. I'm going to celebrate and we have Halo Headlines, which we have not done in a while because it's been hard to find the motivation, honestly. But maybe when we get new people in charge at 343, I'll talk about it then. Try to get a handle on your optimism, buddy. <laughs> I know, I know I'm so overwhelmed here. Uh, you can learn more about all of our shows on the website, EvolvedHalo.com. If you're already a fan, we would like to ask you to leave us a review and a rating on your podcast service of choice. We greatly appreciate all your feedback. We would also like to take a minute to thank all of our patrons for their continued support. Your contributions help make everything we do possible. Honestly, guys, thank you so much. Uh, it really does make a big difference. 
we are currently in the process of upgrading some more audio equipment. We would not have been able to do that without you. Things just continue to go. We've got more artwork. We've got more stuff. Honestly, everyone, thank you. I will continue to say it. You're great. Um, if you would like to become a patron and find out about all the exclusive rewards and benefits, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Halo Evolved. And there you can learn about things like early access to episodes, unique swag, access to our soundtrack, and access to the new and exclusive patron-only podcast, I Would Have Been Your Podcast. You would have got one free sample episode uh, when I was in the States with Krista and Lucas, and Ian's pretty good about putting a teaser out on the main feed every week, so if you like what you hear, you just want to listen to me and Ian talk about Star Trek, uh, go and subscribe today and you can go listen to that. Also, there is the patron-only Discord channel. If you are a patron, you can drop questions and discussion topics in there for the show. You can email them to us as well or leave a voicemail, but you can get a hold of us there. And finally, we would like to take a minute to encourage all of our listeners to support us through Audible. There you can get the growing collection of Halo novels all in one place, along with thousands of other novels, guided wellness programs, and more. Use the URL audibletrial.com dot com forward slash podcast evolved to learn more and start your free trial today and as it goes i will give the book recommendation i think this was the one that was given to me on one of the last episodes it is galaxy's edge it so far i am four or five hours into it it's quite good it's military sci-fi i not too much more to say for now i'm only sort of like into the start of the drama uh, the first episode you don't even need to have an audible credit to get it or the first book is free completely if you have the audible subscription so you can just download that now and give it a go and if you like it then you can drop your credit on the second book that's how they get you first one's free first one's free and then it goes from there i'm surprised they need to do that with the halo books i think like fall of reach needs to be free just to tempt people in i would support that it's a tough call which one to do too because there's so many and they all start at crazy periods in time We'll just give everyone the flood for free. That was the first one I started with. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I liked it. I mean, granted, I was a middle schooler at the time, so, you know, we all grow up. To be fair, I know we give the flood a lot of grief, but it's actually not a bad book. It just, when you're recovering all the ground from the bits you've played in the game, you get a little bit like, no, I want more, like, original stuff that we haven't covered before, but it is what it is. Novelizations of games, they're not really much of a thing anymore, are they? Like, I can't think of any. I don't think I've actually read any, like, books from other video game series. The only other video game series I've read, and I stopped at the fifth book, because then that's when Gears stopped, was the Gears books, because there are five Karen Travis books, and then there are the newer ones. So David's been quite good at that. I think he's read all the Mass Effect books and quite a few of the Assassin's Creed novels as well, so he's been like quite hard on a few franchises there. There must be a ton of Assassin's Creed novels with how many games there are. There probably is. I'd imagine though that 90% of them are probably just Ezio novels because that's that's the one everyone loves. Or Well, they're probably now all like Assassin's Creed Valhalla novels because I feel like everyone else is also in love with the Viking Assassin's Creed. All lusty, romantic Viking Novels, probably. What do we think? Well, I mean, you know, Viking popularity did spike with, uh, what was it, How to Train Your Dragon? That series came out. 
I think we could. Could we get a nice, lusty, romantic Halo novel? What do you think? Who would be the central character? The Arbiter. I don't know if you can hear me sighing. <laughs> I, I was going to say Tartarus, but I guess that works too. You're asking for a lusty Halo novel. What do you think the show was? Not lusty enough in the right ways. Is it bad that I actually forgot about that, and that was actually quite nice until we just brought that up again? I'm sorry. It's okay. The problem with the TV show is the two characters that should have got lusty did not get lusty. I think I know what you're referring to. Yeah, uh, Miranda and... Uh, I can't even remember the poor Spartan's name now. I was thinking you were talking Adrian and Halsey's clone. Well, that was almost a thing too. But you're talking about Kai, I think. Uh, Kai, yes. Uh, Kai and Miranda, they were the two obvious choices to get lusty. Like They, they have the single best chemistry in that entire show out of anyone. And that would have been much better than the weird uh, sex with the prisoner of war that we got instead. In the prison room. <laughs> In the cell, yes. There's just a few <laughs> things wrong with that. I mean, that was a nice cell, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I don't think that outweighs the crimes Master Chief is committing. Well, it was a nicer cell in most people's houses. You know, when we, when we bring up things like that, it makes reading the, the Flood seem like a dream. The TV show is an interesting watch, but the books are excellent. Last week in Zeta Halo, have you guys played any Halo apart from the Halo I played with you just before we recorded? Not a whole lot other than the occasional Pro Talk Playdate nights. We didn't do one this past week, but last week we played together, and I actually played a few of the maps that we played together today. I have played a little bit. I've played um, Team Snipers, because that became a playlist again in the last week and had a lot of fun playing that either a lot of fun or a lot of frustration but uh i do enjoy the sniper on halo infinite and did have a fun time playing with some folks um doing that there was one game where a buddy of mine and i went a total of i think 46 of our team's kills were from the two of us and we lost the game 50 to 46 that hurts on an emotional level. Like, no, sorry, 50 to 49. So that means that our the rest of our teammates got three kills and, like, probably 35, 36 of the deaths. I'm going to be honest. I would give up on a franchise at that stage. I would just say no. I think there, I think there was one player on the other team that was 1 and 23. Sorry, on our team, on our team, on our team, 1 and 23. Even I'm not that bad, and that's saying something. Yeah, I have a feeling they were, they had like, you know, a family, like a relative over or a younger friend, and said, "Hey, here, play Halo," and then that's what happened, because that's pretty bad. That is terrible. Yeah, but no, had fun, had fun playing Team Snipers. I think actually they have rank snipers out now, which is kind of interesting too. So I've been trying to play a little bit of that. Yeah, not too much besides Team Snipers. That's fair enough. I have played no Halo. I haven't played any video games in a while, just in general. Just haven't been feeling it at all lately. I did fire up Power Wash Simulator briefly one day, and then it was just like, nah, I'm just I'm not feeling it, so I'm just going to watch some TV. So instead, I have started The, the Last of Us. Ah, uh, yeah, love it. I am three episodes in there so far. Um, I wrapped up Picard as well, so I had a great time with that. And then the trailer for Strange New Worlds dropped, and I got unbelievably excited because I think that might be the best Star Trek show ever made. 
that's about all I've done lately. Not a lot else. Nothing terribly exciting. So, the only Halo we have done then is this, so I will uh, pass it over to you guys and we will talk about it. Before we get started, the last episode where we covered Forge was episode 296. You can go back and listen to that and the links to everything we talked about are in the show notes for that episode, so you can go and try those out and listen along and see what you think. And by the way, if you have any thoughts on the last episode and the maps or anything else, you can drop us a voicemail at 205 Evolve. That's 205-386-5833. If you have thoughts on Forge stuff, feel free to drop them in. We can play them on the show. If you have recommendations on Forge, feel free to drop them in and we can talk about them on the show. Through the power of editing, it will sound like you make the suggestion and then we go listen and we go play it. I can make a suggestion right now. We should probably try and get someone from our own Evolved Community Game Nights in on these Forge Creations chats. Ew. Who would want to play with fans? Ew. I mean, I do know that the Discord group has a community game night that happens regularly. It's on a weeknight, which is difficult for me to make, so I generally don't make it there. But I'm sure we should dip our toes into there and and get some input from those guys since they play together regularly. I'm sure they have their own fun creations. Yep, I am always happy to get a few recommendations. Yeah, I see the posts go up about community game night and I'm looking going, this is not at an Irish friendly time, I'm afraid. I will not be joining you guys, but uh, I will have some time off coming up, so I may attempt to actually make one of the nights. Funnily enough, no doubt when I am off and I'm able to stay up late and play a community game night, that'll be the night that everyone's too busy or something. It's usually how that happens. I might, I might have to drop in and see what everyone's up to. Okay. We will get stuck into this because we have talked long enough. Who wants to take us off with our first forge? Um, so the first map that we're going to chat about today is, I'm going to try and pronounce it correctly, Valheim, Valheim. Um, it is a remake of the Halo 3 map Valhalla, um, which is a pretty classic map for anyone that um, has been playing Halo for a long time. I've played a few Valhalla remakes since... Uh, Infinite's Forge came out, but this was really the first one that I opened up and just was like instantly like, ah, this feels familiar. Um, from the textures to the grass to the structure of the buildings, um, it just felt very nostalgic pretty much immediately. You know, you got your classic two bases on either side, you have sort of the beach and the ocean sort of side on one side and then the canyon on the other. You got some snow up on the hills. Um, you got the forerunner structure off to the left. You got a crash pelican that's off to the right that was someone made piece by piece. You know, you got your your skewer up in the top middle that is where the Spartan laser should be. Boy, do I wish we had a Spartan laser in Infinite, but hopefully one day that prayer will be answered. The only thing that was not ideal, which is not the creator's fault, is um, the water. I think this is pretty consistent across most maps right now is um, there is to my knowledge still no way to create water in a forge map but I do think it is coming Um, and I do remember seeing a video of that coming up maybe season four season five hopefully Um, but so the water was kind of you know more of just a hard surface that was textured like water um, which did make it look a little bit janky at times but overall very well made map yeah, I was very nostalgic and just running around and doing things. It was uh, felt like the good old days again for a little while. Now that, and I think that that's a, a good sign that the map maker achieved their goal of 
uh, recreating some of those memories that we all had from Halo 3. That that scorpion shot right through the wasp from halfway across the map felt very Halo 3 moment. Yeah, absolutely. It was a very lucky shot. Yeah. Aaron, do you want to talk about your adventures with your Banshee? Uh, yeah, so, as usual, you get into one of these forge creations and the first, well, the first thing you do is look at the water, the second thing you do is go, how high can I get out of here? Right, for the sake of this, I will say that I spawned at the base by the cliffside, facing out towards the base of the water, so I, you will know where left and right is. So I went down to the base of the water, lifted the Banshee, and flew up along the cliffs on what would be the left-hand side, where the Pelican is on the return. So you could fly the whole way up along there. There was no like there was an invisible wall to stop you getting too far away from the top of the cliff, but you could land the banshee on the top of the cliff and shuffle away. And I did notice a little bit of damage and I thought, oh there's no issue there. So I flew down along the back of the horseshoe of the canyon. I came up the far side at the like forerunner structure and was attempting to land across the edge when suddenly I got the bleep 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 that the banshee was about to explode. It turns out as it flies along the invisible wall, it took quite a substantial amount of damage from the invisible wall. And then, kaboom. So, uh, that was a little bit tricky. But you did get up onto the cliff just up from the Forerunner structure, where the like the archway would be to the to the side of the base by the water so like you could still get onto bits of the rock up there too i think maybe i don't know if you need like a height ceiling or what you need but maybe a different type of kill zone setup i think perhaps like either a, a ceiling or you know some sort of a bear that that's a bit higher up and makes it so that you can't sort of stand on those crevices or at the top of the cliff that being said this map, people are going to have banshees and wasps and tanks. And so even if you get up there, um, unless you're in a game mode where you have unlimited ammo, you're not going to be able to do too much unless you have a sniper or a skewer. So I don't think it's ent- entirely game-breaking, but definitely something to be mindful of if you're getting sniped out of nowhere and you have no idea where they're coming from. We always seem to find these ways up and out of maps where the cliffs just don't cap you off. I mean, is it Halo if you're not trying to get out of the map? If only there were double jumps now, super bounces. <laughs> but yeah, Steve, do you have any thoughts on the Valhalla map? Um, I liked the Pelican. They did a great job piecing it together from scratch and, and what's the term for it? Just general shapes. They did what they could with the water. It's interesting to see how different creators try and overcome the lack of having a water texture, whether it's a solid piece that looks kind of ripply or overlaying a shield door, an energy barrier of some sort. Uh, It felt scaled very well. The hill in the middle seems like one of those things that would be really important to get the incline just right, and it felt right running up and down it. You know, made just the right peak in the middle of the map without blocking the whole thing. I think they did a pretty good job. Textures could have been a little higher detail, but at the same time, it gives you that charm that Halo 3 had by being a little lower res. Yeah, no, everything was good. Uh, the man cannons were good, I think. Um, weapon spawns were where they should be. Pretty pretty happy with this map. I would be more than excited to see this thrown into a, a big team battle uh, playlist or even just regular Slayer. Were the bases shooting the lights out of it? I didn't check. Like pulsing up into the air? Yeah, I feel like I remember them doing that. 
Yeah, it could have been. I remember seeing that on a different Valhalla remake. Yeah, the the other one we played that had like the instead of that sort of blue material water, it had the glassy water, so you could see down into it. Um, we played it. I think we might have even mentioned it in the last show, but that one had the pulsing of the towers. I think it just depends on sort of what's happening. What you really need is a couple of man cannons to just launch fusion coils up out of the top of them for a laugh. <laughs> Somebody in a banshee or a wasp flies over it and gets blasted. Yeah, just just for fun. Something different. Launch explosives up that will then fall back down onto the map randomly like mortars, I think. Just shake it up a bit. Somebody could fly up there with a repulsor and hop out and just stand there with a repulsor launching them into the map. See, there's there's potential here. We've had a few ideas for stuff. Right. Next map, then. We've got Construct. Nate, this was created by the same guy that made the first Valhalla map, right? The one we covered previously? I think the Guardian map, you mean. Oh, I'm sorry. This was the Guardian map. Yeah, this was an extremely detailed remake of Construct. Beautiful looking, high resolution, great lighting. The man cannons were beautiful. The scenery was great. They even had the Sentinels flying around in the background. I loved looking at it. It played well. The man cannons worked mostly right. Nate, do you remember the issue we ran into with the man cannons? With the yellow one or the purple ones? The pair of purple ones. Remind me again? When you would jump into the beam from up high outside of the beam, and it would bring you outside of the building, and you could just sit there floating next to the bridge that extended out into the middle of the map. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I do remember that. Do you know what? I think I actually found that pocket just from jumping from the center platform. That's what it was. Uh, I jumped from the center platform, and I got stuck floating in there, and you were standing right behind me. Oh, I didn't realize it was because of the the grav lift there. That makes a lot of sense. I just thought it was a glitch. It seems like the range on that man cannon or the grav lift was too wide, so it was pulling you in from outside of the the visual beam. Right. That could be cause for some trolling. No, it was a really pretty map, though. Yeah, I was very impressed. You were confused about that giant fusion coil. A few things cu- took me a minute. It took me a minute when I loaded in to realize what the map actually was because the the dark color of everything threw me off. And I was looking around going like, what is this? And then I got up onto the top and I was like, oh, okay, right. I figured out what it is. And then yes, when the giant fusion coil blew up, it left this weird sort of bit of debris. And I was standing looking at it for a while going like, what on earth is that? But... Then we solved that mystery, and then you killed me again. Um, it's a fun map. Definitely good for goofing about on. I was busy tagging things with my threat sensor to see how far out into the distance was actual set dressing and what was real. Uh, the ships in the skybox were a nice touch as well. What about the button? We didn't figure out what the button did. No, this is the second map, or this is this was the first of like two maps that we played that had a button in them that didn't seem to do anything. And I'm like, well, what's the button for? Do you think it's for a game type that isn't there? We'll have to go into Forge and see what they scripted, because that would tell us. I feel like my, my score ticked up one when I hit it the first time, but then after that, none of us could press the button for some reason. And for anybody that's wondering, this button's located, I believe, where the uh, energy sword originally spawned. Yeah. It was definitely, um, you could just stand at the end of that sort of central platform out towards the the skybox and just look out there for quite some time. Like it doesn't, I wouldn't say that it looks identical to the Halo 3 construct. Like it definitely is a kind of a 
a newer spin, whereas the Guardian one from last time was very much, it felt like a detailed one-to-one remake. This one was more like the bare, like the bones of the map were construct, and then the rest of it was kind of, you know, new lighting, new environment. It was a reskin. Exactly, yeah. It's giving you the vibe. It's just like, it's not... You get the spirit of it without like being 100%. Which I think is kind of good, because it's nice to have something new. If if you want to play Construct, how it is in Halo 3, then you can go play Halo 3 on MCC, but this is kind of a, you know, Halo, Halo Infinite reimagining of Construct, and still stays pretty true to most of the important things, and yeah, I think it's a, it's a really well-made map. There is a little Easter egg in the corner, too. I don't know if you want to mention that, Steve. Oh, yeah. On Construct because it's sort of set against the side of a much larger structure. It has these, I guess you could call them claw-like pieces that come out around the outer edge of the map, well out of range for you to run and jump to. We tried many times. But down on one of them is, I think it was one of the stuffed dolls sitting with a lawn chair and a table, right? It was one of those little doll props. Yeah, just lounging in the sun as the sun set. Something tells me there was an Easter egg out on that structure in one of the older games as well. Yeah, I have to go back and check, but very well could could be. A lot of those bungee maps had interesting things about them that you had to look to find. All those memories are gone to time in my head, so they're all new discoveries again. <laughs> so let's boot up some Halo 3 Forge. <laughs> yep, let's get back into the old shit. We can do that next when we run out of Halo Infinite content. We'll go and do... Uh, Retroforge, is that what we'll call it? Retroforge. We'll, we'll go and uh, we'll spell our names out of, you know, guns again and then take a picture of it. and That'll be our, our uh, image for this episode. Everything from your childhood is now retro. Please enjoy that. Thank you. Apostle. Oh no, you're skipping beer pong. Oh, you're right. I am. I'm skipping beer pong. We've got to do beer pong because it was... You skipped most of beer pong anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had things to do, and I go, I got the concept pretty quickly. It was just very difficult with only three of us. I feel like you need a full team on each side to be, like, bouncing off each other in the air. Uh, fuck it, I'll explain this one, and then I'll jump in here and we can go on from there. So, the beer pong map is two ramps on either side. You will spawn standing in your warthog, because you always spawn standing in your warthog. Were we all slightly shrunk or was everything slightly sped up because my character screams were a little high-pitched and the announcer was very squeaky and high-pitched? Yeah, I don't really know how they did that. Yeah, I'm not sure what was going on there, but... We had no real point of reference because every bit of scenery around us is also something that could have been rescaled. So it could have been made bigger or we could have been made smaller. In my experience with Forge, you can't shrink the player. You can shrink objects and vehicles, but you can't shrink the, the player. So I wonder if they just modified the audio somehow to make it sound like you were, you were tiny. There was something weird going on there, but what happens is you spawn at the top of the ramp in your warthog, you shoot down the ramp, you launch off, and there are cups sitting on top of like a sea of beer, like beer pong, and you have to land in the cup, and then the cup dissolves away. And the first person to get rid of all the cups is the winner. There were some nice like little touches there. There were like cans that looked to be pouring beer down into the the pool of beer. 
the rest of the map was very shiny metallic and I don't know why I didn't like that but I didn't like it it was it was all very shiny reflective surfaces it kind of reminded me of the rainbow road remake that I've played on like the 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 road was very like colorful and shiny yeah I know what you mean it, it it's kind of a lot to take in visually but I think it was creative and it was um nice to have color in a map because most halo maps that we play right now are either unsc themed or grassy mountains <laughs> so interesting to have some different environments for sure for sure it was really interesting especially since it took us what two or three rounds before we realized the giant elite and brute standing on either side of the table holding drinks yeah i don't even know if aaron ever saw that no i did not if you turn around when you first spawn, you're either looking at a, a huge, huge, huge brute passed out with a with a um, a solo cup in his hand, or elites on the other side. I never actually saw those ones because that was on Steve's side. It played well, though. I mean, we occasionally got stuck on top of where two cups meet, but who hasn't had that experience of the ball getting stuck on top of a couple of cups before? If we had more people, we could have probably bumped each other off and gotten to multiple points at a time sure yeah i think that would have been what you'd have needed but um no i did not notice them but i have no time to turn around and look backwards it's all about going forward even if you die well i mean when i was looking backwards it was generally because i said screw it i'm gonna 180 off of the ramp and land in the cup backwards that never really worked out but it was fun trying <laughs> i think what i think what we could maybe take this map to the next level is if they had some sort of like altered physics for the warthog like whether it's like lighter or has more momentum or there's you know other things you really had to play around with the thumbstick to get the right speed to judge the distance that you had to jump to get to the cup that you wanted to hit so that took a bit of getting used to we had a lot of trouble trying to nail the like distant left cup we couldn't do it we were either overshooting it or just like tipping off the end of the ramp because you slowed down too much there was no sort of like in the middle but we did have one ramp where we bounced off each other and knocked one person into the cup. I was like, that's maybe the way to do it. Both people aim for the cup and thump together in midair. And then someone hopefully falls into it. Or the flip side is we just keep knocking each other out of the way. But like, it was fun. I think with the full two sides, it would be chaotic, but in a good way. Yeah, I would agree. Four on four might be the way to go with that one. What if we did 8v8 and it was just chaos? Either everybody would be landing in the cups or nobody would be landing in the cups. What if we did 8v8 on mongooses? Yeah, I was thinking about that with the mongoose. Would it be easier or harder? What if we did gongoose so you could try and like shoot the enemy team out of the air? <laughs> As they're jumping towards theirs, that'd be hilarious. I like that now. I like that a lot. See, there, there are things we could do to make this more chaotic. I think maybe ideally what this is made for is the rocket hog and it's one gunner and one driver and everyone just trying to like rule each other with rockets. You can have all sorts of chaos. The winning score after a 12-minute match is 1-0 because <laughs> no one can score. And there's just lots of blown-up warthog bits all over the place. Yeah. Next up, who wants to take us through Apostle? I can do that one if you want, and then maybe I'll pass off the next one to Steve. Sure thing. Apostle is a um, very unique map. I don't think that I have one in my mind that's exactly like it, so I think it's an original map. 
Um, Apostle is sort of what you get when you are in uh, flood-infected high charity in Halo 3, in the mission Cortana. Um, Half of it is sort of like, you know, Halo 2 era covenant ship with purple, a nice, quite a nice covenant purple, I would say, actually. Um, Purple doors and, um, you know, a, a green sort of grav lift that you fall down into and then you spawn at a different part of the map. You know, a normal kind of covenant sort of feel to it. And then the other side of the map is more like that sort of flood infested, um, you know, tiny little tunnels. Um, as Aaron so kindly called it, there was a, a sphincter door that would not open on the one edge of the map. I stabbed the sphincter door, it didn't open. I also, as we were saying in the game, that side of the map is the cholesterol arteries. That is what they are. And over there, you have such great sites as the meat bars. If I can uh, translate that into something that everyone can understand. No, they've got to know the inside reference. If they know the flood, they understand. Things are very fleshy and intestiny and sometimes sphinctery when it comes to the flood aesthetic. You know, I don't think the word sphinctery has ever been uttered, but... I think that it needs to be uttered perhaps more. I don't know. Josh at ProTalk likes to use that one as well. I've heard him reference that once in a blue moon. Nice. Did you use that pun on purpose or no? Sorry, I'll continue. So, yeah, overall, um, I think that this map could be fun in like an infection game mode. If you go out towards the back of the flood infested area, the sort of skybox that you look out into is like a sort of hazy, yellow, green, foggy, you know, open expanse that you can't really see that far into with a couple of Gravemine, you know, um, growth-looking tree things that are kind of creepy too. I wish they could have more flood-like sound effects because I think that would be nice. Um, But they do have, you know, the flood spores from Halo 3, like the sort of pumpkin-looking ones that you would normally shoot to make them explode. They made it what looks like to be a prefab for that, which looks quite nice i used to call those pustules (laughs) i think this might be the first time since halo 3 that i have seen a really good recreation of what a flood infested environment looks like in a 343 game i've never seen that because halo 4 and 5 did it didn't have that at all and infinite didn't either in the campaigns i think this might be my first time seeing what that can look like in a a modern engine so that's kind of cool but yeah, what did you guys think of the map? I think it looked great. Um, the flood aesthetic is not my preferred aesthetic. If it's anybody's preferred aesthetic, I don't know if I want to meet them. Things are, like I said, quite fleshy. There's lots of the little stretched tendons and what have you that hang inside of archways. Those details were really impressive, whoever made that. Again, I don't know if it's a prefab or some sort of just shapes blended together and pulled and stretched but they did a great job with that where we we were debating a little bit the purple covenant texture some of the hallways looks a little bit bland from a few meters away but as soon as you get close it's incredibly detailed it had that nice hexagon pattern it looked 3d and was reflective and would bring out all the different colored lights that were the environment there was lots of ambient light but very small ambient light, little pink crystals littering the floor like Covenant glow sticks. Do they use 
those needler shards also as glow stick type things. Uh, I guess blamite was what they called it. Yeah, I think there's actually an up- upcoming map in an infinite that had been leaked that was something to do with like a like a needler like a that kind of mine. So yeah, I think they can be used for light as well. That was pretty interesting. Uh, do we want to discuss the large structure shape in the center of the map? I mean, you're more than welcome to, Steve. Whoever made this map must have been trolling when they designed this structure in the middle, but there's two large spherical objects at the bottom of a very tall cylindrical shape. (laughs) I think we can get to the bottom of this shaft if we just try hard enough. And wouldn't you know it, but there was a chamber to get to the bottom of said shaft, which would end up taking you to the top. Or, dare I say, the tip. (laughs) I think everyone listening gets the point of this. And moving swiftly on from there, um, go and have a look at that and tell us what you think. But we will go for some spicy sumo because I I have some thoughts on this. Most of them revolve around the word bullshit, but I will let one of you talk about the game type first. There's lots of revolving in this game type. (laughs) Spicy sumo. Uh, many of you have played your various Warthog sumo maps in the past, knock people off or knock them in the hole in the middle. This one's a funnel. It gets smaller. Not a whole lot needs to be said about it. They make it crazy. They throw kill balls at us. And sometimes if your game lags, you end up out in space. Aaron might have a little bit of experience to weigh in on that. I had a terrible time with this map because I would drive around, I would look on my end as if I got stuck in the dish, and then next minute I was shooting off the map into space because the lag like sorted itself out. So I had an atrocious time with this game type. It was shit. It was bullshit. It was all sorts of shit. The concept is great. Um, Actually playing it was horrible. I don't think that's the map's fault. No, no, it's... It, the wonder that is Halo Infinite, but like, it's a solid idea. Funny, when we first loaded in and I looked at it, it reminded me of, do you know those, like, giant donations? I don't know if you guys have this as a reference in the States. I think I know what you're talking about. The charity donation things you would get in supermarkets where you put, like, the coin in the top and it spins around and drops into the bottom. But for a brief moment, it, like, spins on its side and looks like it's defying gravity. I thought it was that. I've never seen that in a grocery store, but we tend to have them in like children's museums and science museums and what have you, where a whole bunch of people can stand around putting coins in at the same time, and they'll all go riding around the edge of this funnel as they get down into the center. Oh, we, we have those. I only ever see them in like grocery stores and supermarkets here. Interesting. And then like the 35-year-old man-child that I am, I have to stick some pennies in it. God forbid you give him a nickel. <laughs> But whoever designed the map, they did a great job with setting the angles of the cone. I mean, until you fall right down into the center, you've still got a fair chance of driving up out of it, assuming your teammate, uh, your your other opponents don't knock into you. Yeah, I think, you know, we were goofing around and I feel like, you know, with Aaron's connectivity issues around lag and the like, um, we kept trying to just ram each other off immediately from the top and then it gets really dangerous when you start going opposite directions because then every two seconds you have a decision to make if you want to attempt to dodge a head-on collision or partake in one to knock the person and down into the into the middle 
But it is pretty fun, and I feel like with a lot of people, it would be quite wild, especially if people are going in more than one direction. I've played it with probably close to somewhere between 9 to 11 people with the Pro Talk Playdates, and it's definitely fun because you'll get a pack of three or four people all going in one direction, just giving each other the little nudge, trying to get one person loose until they fall into the middle. And then there's a battle of two or three other people coming in the opposite direction. And there's a herd mentality where some people split up and go around the outsides and everyone else gets narrow and thinks thin and dives in the middle and just prays. It's a lot of fun. It was definitely something I think with a big group I would have fun playing if it didn't lag out. So we will see. The next one, the final one of the evening, this one did not lag out for me. So who wants to take me through... I think we we discussed previously the Combat Evolved Warthog Run. We did play that. So now we've got the Halo 3 Warthog Run. Most of it. All right. So the Halo 3 Warthog Run is exactly what it sounds like. It is a pretty accurate, faithful remake of the Halo 3 Warthog Run from the last mission, uh, Halo in Halo 3. Um, you start off in sort of the end of the, uh, or just before you get to the Warthog, so you're in the Forerunner hallway. You do not have any ammunition. You, If you do end up getting onto the turret of a Warthog, you do very little damage to your opponents because it is a free-for-all uh, game mode because um, it's the first person to the end wins. However, meleeing from behind is immediately effective. The problem is, yes, that you all spawn in a straight line and everyone knows exactly what human centipede of death then forms immediately because everyone has exactly the same thought. Punch the person in front of them. Or jump and spin and pray. (laughs) Yeah. You know, if you're playing with some people who might try to troll you, just turn around and walk backwards. There is no sprint, just like Halo 3. There is another hallway to, to, to go down that is a dead end to my knowledge. However... You know, maybe one day they will make the control room tower from the earlier in the mission to connect there, and I think that that would be pretty awesome too. This is where the other button was. The button that didn't do anything. We don't know what the button does. But you could push that button over and over and over while it did nothing, so... In the end, is it really doing nothing then? If we all just stand around pushing the button together? (laughs) Uh, the one complaint before we get started is you really notice the lack of sprint because every time you die you respawn at the end of that corridor and you have to like slow jog back up to the warthog the respawn point could be a little further forward yes there are no checkpoints in this which feels like you're playing with the iron skull on all the time because you just have to constantly restart but once you get to your warthog there's maybe i think seven or eight warthogs there at the beginning which is far more than the original two from the original game but yeah so you can pick your warthog you take off there's no nice uh drums to get you going or strings but i do wish i think this is a good point to bring up i do hope that 343 does allow for the inclusion of music in forge maps like external music in forge maps in the future because i think it could add a lot to certain game modes like this or maps like this where half of the experience is the is the 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 audio like is the music so i think that that could be interesting in the future um or you could just get a group spotify session going and play it with your friends while you're 
playing it. We get to the Warthog, you start driving, you see the characteristic, you know, sort of red sky, which is quite nice with the canyon around you. You see the, the, the square tiles with the, uh, the orange sort of cross in the middle of it. Um, feels very familiar. Uh, they really, to, to my recollection, I didn't play them side by side, but the actual, like, course of the map, like the, the different heights and ramps and jumps and tunnels, everything seemed pretty accurate and pretty to scale, which was quite impressive because, you know, there's often times where, you know, half of a tile is angled or missing or different things like that, but it felt pretty comparable to what I remember Halo 3 to be. So that was quite nice. Um, so we got to begin the race and there's explosions going on everywhere, um, which really makes you take a minute to think about how the explosions in Halo Infinite look. And the more I look at them, I don't know if I love them. Like, I think they could be more detailed than they are. They seem a little bit cartoony, I think. I wonder how they were made. Yeah, they are a little bit sort of weird and cartoony and not great, but I suppose normally you don't see so many of them so often. Like, they're just anywhere you stop, you can stop at the explosions and watch it go again and again and again, which wouldn't normally, I suppose, be that much of a problem. So that's probably why I imagine they're the way they are. You wouldn't put that much effort into them because you're not going to see them repeat every five seconds. It almost looks like the explosions are from like Apex or something, you know? Like that's kind of what that reminds me of. Or not, not, not Apex. Um, oh, what's the game? Borderlands? Borderlands. Thank, thank you. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. But yeah, so that was kind of that. Overall, things were good. There's some auto turrets in some of the little base areas to re- replace the feeling of being shot at by sentinels, but they weren't much of a, a true risk. Um, a couple spots you had to go through a teleporter to access the next area because they feel like they're building on top of each other because they need the space because the map isn't big enough. But overall, that was okay. You, you just don't carry your momentum forward through the teleporters. That would be, I think, a, a thing to add later on. But yeah, before we get to what happened at the end, did you guys have any initial thoughts or feelings when you first loaded up the map? I definitely got the feeling that it was going for it brought me back to doing the warthog run on halo 3 so many times trying to get those achievements with my friends yeah the explosions didn't look fantastic they were very repetitive in the same spots i'm wondering if it was created by blowing something up repeatedly or if it was just a scripted effect we might have to peel that back and forge and look at it another time again the lack of enemies made it a little simpler. There was also a lack of disappearing platforms. There were no floor tiles falling out. When the explosions were happening, tiles weren't disappearing. It was just fire and holes in the ground. So there wasn't a sense of urgency making you go, oh man, I really got to hurry to the end of this. You could very much just slow down and sniff the flowers, so to speak, other than in front of the auto turrets. But it was fun to drive. I think with the big ton of people just knocking each other about knocking each other off the sides it could be a fun night i think there is potential for this to have like some sort of i think this is an infection game type would be fun i think you need like an infected loose on the map that will be able to attack the warthogs in areas as they pass like maybe on the spoke hubs maybe as you die you respawn on a hub and then you can attack the warthogs on their way past and try and take out more people there, there's a bit of potential there to have a bit more fun in this as a game type, but it's a solid map. Like, you load into that corridor and you look around and you go, 
okay, this is Halo 3 vibes. You jog up to the end, you grab a warthog, and then like me, the first thing you do is drive along, see the first ramp, shoot off it, and go, oh shit, the path went right. And then you die, and you respawn, and then you get jog back up to your warthog, and then you go the proper way. But like, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, the only thing that I kept wondering, I think we talked about it once or twice when we were playing, was the hill kept moving. It would say like, hill move, and you're like, where'd the hill move? Because it still seems to be at the end point, but every so often it would tell you it moved, so... I don't know if that's just the hill respawning to the same point every time during the game type. But I thought it was pretty solid. Yeah, it would have been funny to, um, you know, to, depending on how much time is left in the game. Because you can have like custom sort of like banners pop up with the different things to say. You can't make uh, Jeff Stitzer say anything that you want, but you could have the little banners come up. And I wonder if it'd be a way to like script like you know, Cortana's quotes like 50% charge or things like that to kind of give you that feeling there. But um, but again, if you could ev- eventually input custom audio, then you could pull some of that stuff from Halo 3 too, and that would be kind of neat. Do you know what I've suddenly thought we need as an option for Halo? And it, Jeff Stitzer may not want this, but the man's voice needs turned into an AI so it can auto-generate text for Forge. That seems like the answer. Pay him whatever ungodly sum of money you want, record all his audio, and turn him into an AI bot. I'm sure that's his last plan before retirement. Oh yes, the man just needs like a yearly fee for... He should just do that now and be like, yeah, not a problem. I will license my voice to you in the AI bot and you can do what you like with it. And honestly, probably the same with Master Chief. Oh yeah, you could do that for Chief. Do that for Cortana, the whole lot. Like, it just so that you could have programmable options for Forge. Like, think how cool it would be to be able to put any dialogue, as long as it's not the usual swear words, into it. They've also been doing this for 20 plus years. They're going to want to relax sooner or later. Yeah, and it's not as if there's any shortage of dialogue. Funny, it's. Uh, it was the thing with Picard. They resurrect the old computer voice for one of the last episodes, and it turns out they had to take material from old episodes because the like high quality voice recordings they took for the voice actor or actress uh, weren't good enough for AI generation apparently and you're like no you need to be on top of that now and be sure that you have the right material recorded for down the line but I think like that would be cool if you could like if you could patch that in and program your own custom announcements and stuff into it that'll be like season eight that will be about the time that we are no longer a Halo podcast, I think. By the time they get round to that, we will all have moved on. Don't say things like that. That's the next goal in life, is honestly just replace all the hosts with AI bots and have ChatGPT write episodes every week and we'll just like sit back and watch the money rolling. That's That's <laughs> the end goal here. And then if I can get an AI to edit the episodes, then I'm free as well. It's brilliant. Like, you're not going to know that you're not listening to human-made content. At some point, they're going to decide they don't need us. Uh, that point's probably already come. All these uh, infinite fracture events that talk about the created and it's just, you know, prediction of history. Let's be honest, were, were the created really wrong? Were they? I sometimes don't think so. But yeah, but just to bring it back to the end, end of the map, if you're jumping into the Fort Unto Dawn, there's a, 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 a hill there. Funnily enough, if you have someone who's not on your team in the turret, and by not on your team I mean anyone else because it's free-for-all, if you have anyone else in your turret or the passenger seat, A, they can't kill you because 
you only can be assassinated, you can't be punched. Um, you jump into the hill and you're like, yay, we won. And then the hill's like contested. And then you now have to have uh, a fisticuffs duel with anyone who's still there. Except for the fact that it's only assassination. So you truly have to be a ninja and figure out a way to jump behind them and hit them from the back. The real answer to this is to have energy swords there at the hill at the end. Ooh, I like that. Or just the better internet connection. I do think it'd be funny if they were to, like, script a tank to appear and then, like, slide across the room to crush you against the back wall like it does the Arbiter in the Halo 3 cutscene. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. What if it was just auto turrets and then it's luck of the draw who's the last man standing before the auto turrets kill everyone? Yep, that, that, that could do it. I think that could be fun. So if you get there first, you have to, like, survive the longest. If you ain't first, you're last. Yeah, and then there is a little uh, grunt off to the right just before you go off the main ramp to get into the dawn that I think is there in Halo 3 as well. I forget, he, he does have a name, I think, but I can't, I can't remember it. But there is a little grunt model there hanging out. If you ask enough people, they all have names. That's true. Overall thoughts on this haul, if you had to pick one favorite? Out of my favorites, I gotta say Construct. Even though I love my mini games, I love my fun game night games. Construct was a solid recreation. It's a fun map to play on. We're not pros. We're not looking for a pure competitive experience. We don't need perfectly competitively styled maps. Sometimes we just need something that's pretty and fun. And that's where I stand on that. Yeah, I would say I my favorite one was probably Valhalla. The, uh, Val, what was it called? Valheim. Valheim. Yeah, I did really enjoy that one. I think that one is that one and Apostle are probably two that. Oh, I guess Construct as well. Just ones that I could pack. I could picture just loading up with a bunch of people and just having a great time and feeling nostalgic for times past. But I, I think that uh, on the other ones, there's a couple of things that I might want to add or change. But the Valhalla one, besides the water, was pretty much all you could want out of a good remake so that would probably be my my favorite one in this batch i think if i was going to pick one it would be for the game type i think i would like to pick beer pong with a full team of people i think that had the most potential for dumb shit most of our list this week seemed to call for more people you definitely need a full team to try these things out. Like the the I was very impressed with the Valhalla recreation. That was very good. Construct also top marks there, but Spicy Sumo was fun. But I think if you had to pick between them, I think Beer Pong had the most potential for just good goofs with full teams. I think you yeah, would have just... had more fun with Spicy Sumo if you didn't have the internet problem lagging you off of the map. You know. Your network did cut out right before we started recording this as well, so maybe that had something to do with your experience in the game. The sumo was just too spicy. Yeah, it was too spicy for me, but um, I think they're both solid shouts anyway, so I think this has been a fairly successful haul of Forge this week. What do you say? Yeah, 100%. On that note then, I think we will wrap this episode, so... Expect us back again in another few weeks with hopefully a few more fun Forge creations. Um, like I said, guys, thank you for joining us. You can find information on all of our episodes on the website, EvolvedHalo.com. You can listen to everything we've recorded all in one feed. Just follow Halo Podcast Evolved on your podcast service of choice. 
A special shout out once again to all of our patrons for your continued support. If you would like to become a patron, go to patreon.com forward slash Halo Evolve to learn more. And finally, if you have thoughts on these maps, the previous Forge maps, or if you want to make suggestions about Forge maps, leave us a voicemail. You can do that by calling 205 Evolved 205 386 5833. And if you leave us a suggestion, I will play your voicemail on the next episode, so uh, do that if you want. And with that, guys, I've been your host, Aaron. And until next time, evolve. Evolve. Evolve.